This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Well, we've got the new EQAO test results for the Ontario students, and uh, they've actually gone down yet again. Uh, So this idea that Doug Ford or the Ford government would want to implement a test, a standardized test, from the same folks at EQAO for teachers. If they want to be uh, teachers and teach math in the Ontario school system, then they've got to have a 70% proficiency on two fronts in terms of basic math, just you know, general arithmetic, and also pedagogy. But the unions are pushing back. Uh, we'll get Brian Lilly in here to opine on that and other stuff. He is, of course, a political columnist with the Toronto Sun and a friend of the Oakley Show. Brian, how are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing well, John, but you know, I'm shaking my head at uh, the NDP, at the teachers' unions who are saying, oh, yeah, look, the EQAO results this morning stink, but the answer is just get rid of the tests. Stop <laughs> testing children. This is the way to go. <laughs> you get a lot of blowback on this or oh. feedback, as do I. I mean, so many folks uh, can't understand. They're shaking their heads. If the test results keep going down, down, and that's the way it's been trending for the last, oh, I don't know, eight, nine years, uh, obviously somebody's got to stop the bleeding. So you would agree then that the Ford government uh, implementing a, a mandatory test for those who would teach math in the school system is a good idea. Absolutely. Let me give you some quick numbers, and I'll try not to bore everyone. But today, we found out that just 48% of kids in grade 6 could meet the provincial standard, which is a mark of 70 or up. Mm-hmm. All right? So 48%. Back in 2008-2009 school year, it was 63%. The next year, as they introduced this new discovery math, it dropped to 61%. Then 58% in 2010, 2011. Stayed at 58%, then 57 Then it went down to 55 it, it, Like, every year, it's been going down. It has not gone up since we introduced this discovery math. And if you have not had a kid go through discovery math, well, God bless you, uh, because everything that you learned about math in school is turned on its head. And... You know, I've got four kids. Uh, One of them is really good at math. He's the type of kid who looks at the math problem, and he'll give you the answer. He doesn't need to do the work. He can give you the answer. Now, I know teacher. I know why teachers want to want you to show your work. You know, make sure that you're not cheating. Make sure that you actually understand. But when I tried to show him how to do the work the way I was taught math, the way my parents had been taught math, he was told. No, you can't do it that way. You've got to do it a different way. Mm. And as he tried to explain it to me, and as I tried to use, you know, what amounts for textbooks these days, it made no sense to me. So the minister was out today saying, look, they're going to put $200 million into this. They are going to, uh, including $55 million in the coming year, they're going to put math leads into schools. They're going to do all kinds of things to try and, and improve math scores, including helping teachers. And the teacher unions, led by people like Sam Hammond and, and Harvey Bischoff, they're treating this like it's an attack on them. I don't know how some your boss showing up and saying, we're going to help you get better at doing your job. I'm not sure how that's an attack unless you're very insecure in your ability to do your job. Yeah, I think the giveaway is that they're complaining even when there's a, a hand up and a handout. So, yeah, well, uh, like, you know, in the radio business, how often do they, they come by and they're like, oh, you know, John, you've been doing your show for so many years. We, we want to help you refresh, and here's a consultant. We're going to talk about a few things. That happens. It happens <laughs> in newspapers. It happens in 
every business where they say, we need to make sure that we're on top of things, right? Okay, uh, well, it sounds good in theory anyway, <laughs> in practice, I'm not, but anyway, I get your yeah. point. It's not like we would turn our backs and go, uh, the hell you say, man, get away from me with that help you're offering. Uh, so this is now... Well, in our jobs, we lose our jobs if we do that. Well, there you are. Brian Lilly with us, political columnist with the Toronto Sun. And we'll speak more to that issue, as I say, with Annie Kidder after 4 o'clock. I want to drill it uh, down on another issue, and this is, you know, advocacy, advertising, third-party stuff. It's come into, uh, well, full uh, play in the last couple of days especially, and uh, before the writ is dropped, otherwise afterwards they can't be doing it, but a series of billboards making their way from Western Canada into Ontario. So uh, these are anti-Trudeau billboards. Who's behind them? What's the message, Brian? It's called a group, uh, it's a group called uh, the Canadian Council for Growth. They're out of Regina, and they started out with some billboards uh, attacking Ralph Goodale, who's the lone liberal in Saskatchewan. Um, and, you know, he's been the lone liberal in Saskatchewan for a long time. At one point, there were no liberals other than Ralph Goodale between London, Ontario, and Vancouver, except for Ralph. You know, he was there. He was the stalwart. And these guys said, you know what, Ralph's got to go. And they, so they started a billboard campaign. And then they got more support, and they got more support, and so they put up billboards against liberals in Calgary and in Edmonton and Winnipeg, and then they said, you know what, we're getting a lot of support on this, and if we really want to change the election, we've got to go to Ontario. So they got uh, 38 throughout the GTA, they were telling me, plus some into Hamilton and Niagara. So you can see them in, you know, Etobicoke Lakeshore, Etobicoke North, York, Vaughn Woodbridge, uh, Mississauga Center, a lot around Brampton. There's one spot in Brampton where about three or four ridings, kind of the the corners of them all meet. Mm. And they've got about five billboards up in that area. And they're trying to dump Trudeau. And for, you know, any liberal supporters out there screaming about this, uh, last election, it was groups that were supporting the, the likes of the liberals and the NDP that outspent groups supporting the conservatives two to one. Those groups are probably still going to spend more than conservative supporting groups, but this is the biggest ad spend that I've seen from a group supporting the conservatives so far, and it's very public. So, you know, this morning we had a story in the the Toronto Sun about this. We had a photo of one uh, out at Cothra in Mississauga, and and I asked people, send me where you're seeing them, and everywhere from uh, Burlington to the uh, northeast end of the city, People are sending me locations of where these are showing up. So it's uh, it's really an attempt by this group that also says they're doing digital and home mailers to send a message. You can't afford four more years of Trudeau. And by the way, he fires strong women. Whether it works, we'll have to wait and see. So there are basically two messages right now. Uh, maybe there's a potential for more, but up until the writ drops, that's the point, right? Yeah, so one billboard shows Trudeau alone, and it says we can't afford four more years, and that's kind of focusing on his fiscal plan. And then the other one uh, it says firing strong women, uh, and, and I believe that the next line is vote no to Trudeau or something to that effect. The the image is Trudeau in the background, and then in front of him, Jody Wilson-Raybould and Jane Philpott. By the way, on the matter of uh, Maxime Bernier's billboard, some people are now speculating that because they have very limited funds with the People's Party of Canada, uh, that was really kind of a, I don't want to say a bait and switch, but, you know, uh, say no to mass immigration while he stands on that. 
they understood it to be so controversial there would be blowback and then the ensuing controversy would give them more juice? Or is that giving them too much credit and uh, ascribing a brilliance that may not be there? Uh, I generally try not to ascribe brilliance to uh, basically bad planning. Uh, I've been around politics too long to do that. You know, the idea that everyone's as smart as they were in the West Wayne, if you watch that show, Mm. they're not... They're absolutely not. People are not that brilliant. They're not that Machiavellian in, in politics. I'd be surprised by that. Uh, you know, I was writing, though, in my column in The Sun yesterday saying, look, I, I disagree with Max. I think 150,000 is fewer immigrants than we need each year. But let's at least have the debate. The liberals say 350. Max says 150. Can we have a debate on what the number should be between one pole and the other, and the conservatives are somewhere in the middle? Like, why the outrage over this? But, uh, you know, now everyone's running for the hills, including the guys at the mining company that were behind this. They're saying, oh, well, it wasn't us. And Bernier saying, well, it wasn't us. And Patterson is uh, the, <laughs> the billboard company saying, well, no one will admit that it was them, and we're not going to have our employees taking abuse over this. It's all a little strange. Well, they say 350. He says 150. Let's call the whole thing off. Uh, <laughs> and we shall. Brian, always a pleasure. Thanks for your time. We'll talk soon. Thank you. Brian Lilly, political columnist with the Toronto Sun. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.